I just came back from the salon. And for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time <laughs> with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells un. Believable, Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze's other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. Conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Roe. Roe provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Roe to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Roe Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash andysgirls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash andysgirls. Sign up today. I'm an enigma wrapped in a riddle and a dead. <laughs> I might not be a Lohan, but I am living. <laughs> okay, that is 
I know I say this a lot, but that's like genuinely one of the best. <laughs> and we're 700 episodes. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. I forgot to check what episode it is. Do I go? Do it's I 89. Check? Did you know that for real? I know that for real because that was the year I was born. Um, <laughs> allegedly. We don't know because I am 28 and the math there doesn't really oh work, but God. I was allegedly born in 19. I thought it was 9091. No, no, no. no. Um, uh, Thank you I mean, for, for it is. It, I mean, it is. If anyone asks, it is. I was born in 1996. Nice oh to meet you. Oh my God. I love it. Okay, Ryan Houlihan, so excited to have you back. I like that right before I press record. I'm like, okay, so we'll talk about whatever. Okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Start talking. Such a pleasure to have you back. I feel like the timing of having you here this week is so important. Like kismet. So much. Like there's Jill is doing weird stuff on Instagram. Bethany's doing weird stuff in the skies. Lindsay Lohan's show allegedly premiered, which I watched, and I think that's why I feel nauseous today, just thinking about it. There's like so, it's just been pump rules. It's relentless. It's relentless. It's relentless. I feel like maybe we'll get to Jersey and Atlanta. Maybe we won't, because I feel like there's just so much popping in the news, Mm -hmm. and I want to get your thoughts as I um, choke to death, because I am slowly falling apart. (laughs) You're like, there's so much news, my body can't stop <laughs> my body it in anymore. Literally <laughs> repelled by the news cycle. Um, Andy's Girls listeners, my roommate is just leaving the apartment right now to go. <laughs> you Looking here. stunning, going to the Looking cold weather. Phenomenal. <laughs> Michelle, the world. I love it. Um, but <laughs> um, okay. Just met her already, Stan, an icon. I, she, okay, so She's got I have, great energy. She has such good energy. So I have lived in this apartment for like 65 years. I've lived here for, I think, nine-ish years. So my wonderful roommate, who I'd lived with for two years, gave notice because we call it like Sarah's like, um, you know, school school of learning or whatever Sarah school for girls yeah 100% where someone will come in they'll stay for a year a couple years and then they'll live alone like I'm getting them ready for the world (laughs) Um, so if you can make it here you can make it anywhere (laughs) seriously so um she gave notice I was like oh my god I'm gonna have to find someone so I put out feelers but I've reached this point in my life where like friends are getting moving in with their significant other they're like and I'm like no guys like roommate style like do you guys not have insurance like how do you afford New York City so I like put out feelers and then I downloaded this app called Roomy. I feel very Jill Zarin right now where I'm like giving a shout out to a business without necessarily being paid for it offer code I don't have one <laughs> so I so immediately got flooded with messages from like real people and like Russian bots so the very first person that I had an appointment with was Michelle. She walked in the door and I was like sold. And then all of, I, I had like other people stop by, but she is, she is like the greatest, most positive energy. And I am like a tornado of feelings. So having <laughs> the balance of the two, I have to tell you, you guys, if you ever want to, um, uh, continue to not grow up and you live in any kind of city anywhere and are looking for a roommate, that fucking app was like, really legit it was yeah it's definitely a a need that needs to be filled especially in new york totally finding a normal roommate or whatever yeah and i mean like i remember back in the day because i've lived over craigslist 
Craigslist where you'd post dangerous. a Facebook and like post a thousand times and try to get a friend of a friend to Oh, I totally respond. did. I yeah. did Facebook. I did like an email thing to like a hundred BCC'd friends and like literally they were all like, oh, cool. Look at you. <laughs> They're like, we have, I have four kids now. But. <laughs> I'm on my second divorce. Um, anyway, so Ryan Houlihan, there is so much that's happening and I need to get your thoughts on all of it, but there's something um, that we need to kind of talk about because I've been thinking about it and on Seth Plattner, Seth Plattner came on AG last week and the whole time I was recording, I was like, do I bring it up? Do I not bring it up? But as you know, I have no filter, mm-hmm. um, much like Brandy Glanville minus the booze. Listen, and- you didn't bring it up. You didn't bring it up. You know who brought it up, who we're about to discuss. That's exactly right. So Bethany had a plane situation. Mm-hmm. Bethany's had a rough. Bethany is no plane bay. <laughs> <laughs> she, the skies were not friendly to the queen of skinny girl. So Bethany's just kind of been on my mind. You know, she did an Instagram last night um, making a joke, I guess, about the receptionist at her divorce attorney's office by having someone record her while she was like naked in a tub and she was pretending to answer the phones which was a choice and I watched it obviously Bethany's it like, like quote unquote parts. funny ways of getting us to look at how skinny she is it, it, and how naked she is and the diamonds that she wears to yeah take a it's bath. like really wearing thin at this point I mean <laughs> well done kudos to you um but she, so she did that and I was like, cool. So obviously it's her child that's like recording mommy in the tub. And she knows that like mommy's making a divorce joke and how funny that is and how uh-huh. naked and thin and rich she is. Kudos. Um, But so I still haven't stopped thinking about this whole plane situation. So Bethany was allegedly flying and the captain had to like turn around the By the plane. way, an airline we don't know. Just an, an airline. An airline we Just don't know. Just any airline. With... Which wasn't private because she made a point of saying that like flying private is bad for the environment. I was like, why don't you just say it's expensive? I mean, that's more believable. But um, so she, the plane like. <laughs> She's an head to toe patent leather telling I, us to fly yeah, private I, yeah. is bad for With the animals. All of the diamonds. Great. Okay. Um, all those gorgeous blood diamonds. Um, so she, so I guess they were like preparing the fish or told her they were going to and said they couldn't not or something. So the plane had to turn around. Because so, she's allergic to fish and fish and like this she's is like a definitely, true fact. Yes. And she like was just it's in the It's an ICU. airborne allergy. And I just found it interesting because like if Bethany is trying to like charity shame Casper mattresses for not donating 100 beds or something to the Boston hospital she was in, she has no problem shaming them on Twitter. Like she will call out absolutely anything that she sees that's like not up to her standard and sometimes that's good sometimes it's not like she's done a lot of good for Puerto Rico and like it's an objective fact about her that she's going to name names and whatever right good or bad and I just thought it was interesting that Hmm. on this commercial flight not a single person has come forward and been like I was on that flight I totally I've learned a lot about fish allergies it is genuine it's an airborne um allergy you know there's some a child or something died because his grandmother was cooking fish which bethany's retweeted like it is serious it's real i also believe it's entirely possible that an allergy that she used to have and you know there are clips of her on housewives early on where she's like cooking things with fish or whatever it is entirely i mean her book has in her food diary that she eats tuna so 
Right. But she's allergic to shellfish or not shellfish. Some kind of fish. I forget. I honestly like have thought about it and then it, my brain gets tired. Um, so she... <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, like the little mermaid <laughs> certain <laughs> kinds of snail <laughs> okay but like i understand that it's possible for an allergy to get worse mm-hmm. like i get that i don't think she's bullshitting at all i just want to preface this by saying she obviously has a life-threatening allergy because she just had the allergic reaction and i do absolutely believe that what she tweeted about happening where she was like unconscious and in the icu or whatever i do believe that that happened but what is going on with this plane situation? Because not a single person has come forward I and have said that they were there. About someone who's laughing too much on a two-hour flight. I have tweeted about like a magazine that I sat down with. And damp. do you add American Airlines or JetBlue or Delta or whatever to the if tweet? It, if it feels like it's their fault, but also there would just be a tweet that says like I was on a plane and an undisclosed reality star on an undisclosed player airplane just did something wacky. Like you would tweet something and she said that she the captain said over the like intercom or whatever um that it was happening and that she was begging them not to do it so i have a couple questions one i think it was seth last week was like maybe she got a settlement i do not believe that that happened because they give you a voucher for five thousand dollars of airline bucks or whatever that's what they do that's how that works if you fuck if they fuck up severely that's what you're getting like right but also, I don't think she signed an NDA in the span of a couple days. And everyone on the plane signed an NDA that they right. can't discuss. Right, it doesn't make any sense to me. That their flight was canceled. Then I started thinking, and I was like, is it possible that they were taxiing where they hadn't actually flown yet? Because the way that her tweets read, one thinks that you are in the air. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if maybe they were just taxiing and she's like, can't have fish. And she had done all the shit about like telling them beforehand and they ignored it or somebody fucked up and they were taxiing. And she, someone was like one of the, you know, stewardesses or whatever flight attendants was like starting to prepare fish in first class. And she was like, what the fuck are you doing? And then they went back because that is technically correct that they left and had to go back and the and it also makes me think that like they went back and then she just got off the plane and they continued their merry way and it was an inconvenience of I don't know 45 minutes or an hour which sucks but isn't and what this all says to me first off I it's not my job to do or your job to do mental gymnastics to make her story fit because she I'm just is wondering, doing. I'm sorry. I'm wondering if she's starting she's, with an element of truth and then she's just yes, like fucking popping that kernel. hundred percent. Something happened where she was told there was fish or whatever and she had words with a stewardess and she was like, oh my God, now that I'm off the plane, that was a little bit mortifying. Someone's going to publish a story saying Bethany's a bitch. I got to get on Twitter and get ahead of this. So she was like, hey, just so you know, this whole thing happened and she's trying to like control the narrative and she little adderall went too far with her like with her Twitter vomiting of being like the pilot got involved, like just these little additives that like no pilot is doing a, a plain wide vote. Like, what are you talking about? But also, yes. And also if she's all about shaming people or bringing to her followers attention when a company goes wrong, if this company truly fucked up and she had contacted them before the flight to say, I have a deathly allergic reaction to fish. Don't serve fish on the plane. And they did that. Why wouldn't she call out the name of the airline just to protect other people or so they know that this happens on a specific flight? I mean, like, I don't know how often this happens and I don't live with a life-threatening allergy, but I totally could see how 
um, upset a person would be if it actually happened. But it just doesn't make sense to me why she didn't like link American Airlines or Delta or JetBlue or like fucking Pacific Air or whatever. Or why no one or had the, anything the to say about lost. it. Like it doesn't make it's just so weird to me. And I've spent so when <laughs> planes it. turn around, it makes the news because everything gets backed up and it, it screws everything up. When planes turn around in the sky, it's not like a norm. Like, it isn't something that would go uncommented. The right. local news would pick it up on top of the fact that an extremely famous person had a near-death experience. Like, this would be two days of it New York near, one. It was near near-death. It was, like, almost near near-death. Like, I don't think she was having an allergic reaction at that point, but she knew she was about to get fucked. But if you work at New York one, you could eat for two days on this fucking video package. E.T., E-Online, Come whatever. On. So I Radar, think something happened. Daily she Mail. had an argument with a, with a flight attendant. I see that. I don't And that's buy. it. I, I think, think she had an argument and that I was that. I think that there had to be a kernel. Oh, yeah. You know what? Okay. Now I'm thinking about that in my head. Like maybe if she had a meltdown and she thought it was going to make the news. She's but like, I, oh, my God. I just did it again. I went too far, but I got emotional and like all this stuff's going on and blah, blah. I, I would love to buy that. I, I really think it started with something happening with a reaction. It Or, you know... She made it all up, but I just don't, I don't think that, I mean. I don't think she's making up whole stories. There was right. a Drag Race contestant who wrote about how they were in an Uber and um, it crashed and they almost died and they had to go to the hospital and then they survived it and it was so amazing. And they they, they have a, a penchant for telling like long Which emotional stories. Which Drag Race stories. contestant? Um, I can't forget her name. I'm going to have to look it up. But uh, it was like a completely fabricated. Um, Wait, was she Robbie, a- Robbie uh, Turner. Robbie Turner oh, okay. had several times posted these stories. Where they were like, a little girl came up to me and said, you're an inspiration. And I said, thank you. And her mother said, no, you're not. Gay people are wrong. And I said, and I corrected her. And the whole Starbucks that we were in clapped. Like, she's always got these stories that are like tall tales. And this specific Uber story was really easy to prove that it was fake. And she got really laughed at and like dragged around the internet. And it, probably it stems from some kind of mental illness or like deep need. But yeah, because it's, re- it's, it's needing, seeking attention at all costs. Absolutely. And I think, as a drag queen, I, I get it. But. <laughs> <laughs> but what I what I think is it's like if if this story was completely fabricated like Bethany does not have a history of being of fabricating things. She does have a history of victim complex and history of yeah. over dramatics and right. a history of talking way before anyone else can get a word in and that is what this seems like to me. I mean, Danny Pellegrino. And take your licks, baby. Take your licks. You know know. you over-exaggerated. Just get over it. Why are you on Twitter right now retweeting, bringing attention to the issue? Like, just (laughs) shut up and move on. Danny Pellegrino. Go get your diamond bathtub. (laughs) Danny Pellegrino um, tweeted and Instagrammed this huge, long thread about why he thought this was, like, fishy, for lack of a better word. And he took it all down because Bethany stands went on the attack and Bethany super fans and I you know they're no joke they are no joke I consider myself a recovering Bethany super fan where I'm like still trying to find my footing there and you know people get <laughs> rabid and I just was like it's a half his his tweets his like moment was like halfway a joke halfway serious and I think I'm like leading more towards serious <laughs> this because i'm just here's my whole thing it. is it's like w- th- this entire network is built on like snarking on these people's insane behavior and like discussing and p- picking it apart and finding the humanity yeah. in it and holding a mirror up to our worst selves danny posted some <laughs> instagram stories saying like this fish story is a little fishy wah, wah. Right. and like an army of people came out to be like, no, like how like- could you i found your mother's home and i'm going there right now <laughs> I'm going to murder you and here's how. I'm going to throw fish at your mother. Like insane (laughs) stuff that it's like, 
Okay, Bethany, maybe raise a little attention to the fact that you have an army of murderous trolls on the I internet know. and how? stop bringing attention to some kid who got an allergy once. Like, I wonder how much responsibility these Bravo Lebs feel for um, correcting poor behavior when it comes from Absolutely fans. none. Really? None. Yeah, no, that's They true. don't feel a thing about it. She's probably secretly, like, thrilled. I mean, oh, I, don't, I don't know that she ever it. heard about it. I don't know that it got to the point. I don't know how many people were actually attacking him, so I don't know if it rose to the level. And she I was probably think- like, talk shit, get hit. <laughs> Where's Bryn? <laughs> Mommy's taking another diamond bath. <laughs> oh, God. it's. I feel so many feels for her. And I- the thing is, I don't even actively dislike Bethany. I just turn my ire on her the way I do everyone else on these shows. That's the point. That is what we're doing here. So, like, it's just weird that, that her and a couple other people – People freak out. They're extremely protective. And I'm like, she needs you? The loudest, richest, thinnest, longest yes. running housewife. That's the one that needs your help? She Come just, on. she reminds me of that, the character on um, House of Cards who was running for president and was like, making a point of Instagramming live every moment with his family and it was all a joke but he was like trying to come across as really approachable and I think that for better or worse that's Bethany's relationship with social media and her fans where because she's like open with a capital O people love that and because she is a broken bird people love that they love seeing how successful she's become despite or through her imperfections and like broken childhood and Mm -hmm. Whatever. And I think that's why she has had the success that she's had because people, you know, she was a fan favorite before she was a success story. I think she has that whole American dream thing. You know, she absolutely does. But I also think that that's wearing a little, again, thin and it's getting a little tired um, in an age where we know that that isn't something that hard work doesn't necessarily always make all your dreams come true. There's a lot of luck. There's a lot of right place, right time. It takes a ton of hard work, but you have to be ready to work when your your lotto ticket comes up. And I think maybe I'm getting more and more irritated with her. And the disconnect between her fans is that they're like, she worked really hard. She made herself a success. Like, I love that. But my disconnect is is I get mad because she acts like she deserves it. She did it all herself. And like, and and if you try to take that away from her, a successful woman, you're not being a feminist. And it's like, you're cloaking yourself in a lot of language that is actually way more nuanced and complicated. And you're cloaking yourself in an identity that isn't actually... Uh, reality for 99.9999% of people and it's just it's frustrating to me because I w- if she talked more about how she was really lucky and it took a lot of hard work but she was really lucky and she wants to help other people in that way I think it'd be more interesting but she does these things where she doesn't goes and does like talks to women entrepreneurs and she's like here's what you gotta do listen you gotta wake up every day and sweat you gotta make sacrifices and you'll be a billionaire too it's like no they're not they're not gonna all be billionaires like they're not going to all be billionaires, but don't you think there are th- elements? See, this is where I become a Bethany apologist. Don't you think there are elements of truth in what she's saying? And also, it wasn't it elements, wasn't, yes, it but it's way luck. more nuanced and complicated. And it blends into this fish thing because it's like she believes that like I something was done wrong to me, so now I'm allowed to just talk about it all I want and make up details and dr- make it dramatic and exaggerate and blah blah. blah. And it's like okay, just because they might have inconvenienced you does not like you're not given a license to write a story about how the pilot took a vote like American Idol in the air which you probably weren't even in the air like I don't know her whole thing is she just takes everything so far I don't think Bethany's like that special or chosen or like I don't know it just makes me mad I totally hear you and there are moments where I am very angry in my one-sided dysfunctional friendship with Bethany Frankel but I also think like let's not pretend that her success came solely from luck I know that's not what you're saying but you know she was on a reality show she was the first person who 
hit it big because she was able to monetize a role on a reality show that nobody knew was going to be a success. I mean, like, let's give her credit. She was able to capitalize that opportunity in a way that, you know, her co-stars and many other shows or, you know, reality TV stars are trying to emulate and haven't been nearly as successful. I mean, you look at the Kardashians. I I put her in sort of the same tier as the Kardashians in the sense that they – either understood the way this could play out or were just in the right spot at the right time. Sure. But my issue, I think, currently with with a certain crop of the reality stars from the mid-2000s is this belief that they didn't just win the genetic lottery. They didn't just win the winning with the where I live in the right. world lottery. They didn't win the my mom happened to get a deal for a TV show at the moment that yeah. America wanted to see rich people like a family do right. a Brady Bunch stuff. Right. And I won the... Um, Paris Hilton decided to hang out with me for a couple right. of years lottery. Right. And then I won the all the pretending that that's not like there are single mothers who wake up and grind and work every day and, and they started their own small business and they're up at night and they're working really hard. And the idea that like Bethany has the secret formula and we're all just not following it. It's like, yeah, the secret formula, she does. It's hard work. And and I'm I am the I am a very hard worker and I've worked very hard for like no money. But what makes me mad is that like I also appreciate the fact that I'm white I am conventional looking. I um I I happen to have parents who lived in New York by the city mm-hmm. and could help me in the first couple of years when I was mm-hmm. here. And I haven't had a fiance who supports me. Like hard work might be No, hard work meets opportunity. Absolutely. And what bothers me with her is the whole like and with all of her fans is that like the the complete denial of opportunity as part of this. And then it creates this mindset of Bethany is special and Bethany is is pure because she speaks the truth and Bethany works really hard. And so any inconvenience or anyone who doubts her or shames her or questions her is bad because Bethany is good. And that whole thing is just, it's so much more nuanced and like ridiculous. And to act like, I don't know, it just seems silly to me. And like, I, I, there's this Stan army for her that it makes her look worse. Like you're not helping. Stop helping. You make her look worse because you make me think about the fact that her whole story isn't as nuanced, is more nuanced than she puts across. Yeah. And like, I don't know. It just, it's ugly. And like, uh, people take it really seriously when at the end of the day, she's going home to her hundreds of millions of dollars. Like it's well, okay to joke around her. So let's keep about- it real. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you see the skinny girl skincare? Oh, we're- oh yeah. I sent it to you. <laughs> Did you send it to me? Yes, I did send it to you. Um, Because then I fell down a rabbit hole and looked at... We'll talk about that in a second, but continue your thought. Anyway, I just think that she is fine. And, you know, something inconvenient happened on a plane and she made it into a whole big deal. And it's okay to joke and talk about how she made it into a whole big deal. This isn't the end of the world for Bethany. And it doesn't tarnish her legacy as a businesswoman. Like, it's so stupid. And speaking of being a businesswoman, she was so smart with Skinny Girl, tequila, vodka, wine, champagne, whatever the fuck. She is continuing the skinny girl legacy in a way that doesn't necessarily make sense. For example, naming a jeans line skinny girl while also marketing that you carry plus sizes is weird to you. It's weird weird to me. Why wouldn't you just call them the BF jean? Well, I keep wondering that because I fell down a rabbit hole and looked at her entire website at shopskinnygirl.com, you guys. Oh, man. And, you know, everything has Skinny Girl on it. And she's reached a point of celebrity where I don't understand why this stuff isn't whatever by Bethany Frankel, yes. beauty by Bethany Frankel. And it's, she, 
I think harms the opportunity by marketing and packaging everything in that skinny girl logo and this the black, white, and red. Somewhere in the world, Alex McCord just got a shiver down <laughs> her spine. <laughs> and I think her pricing is slightly absurd. Like the skinny girl beauty pricing is shocking to me. Like she has shampoo and conditioner for thirty dollars. I think that is that's insane. That's insane. You can go to Ulta and get. Very, very, very good products at that price point. Yes, she and she sells like you guys just have to go to shopskinnygirl.com. It's like you the know, skincare was the one that like really sent me well, over the edge. Here's especially poster Ramona Singer. I'm not going to that. It's not a real product thing. Here's the problem that I have with this line. One of her products is Skinny Girl Kids Botanical Body Lotion <laughs> for twenty nine ninety seven. So imagine being a parent. And buying your child, God forbid they're at the age where they can read, and saying, like, here's Susie, here's some skinny girl kids botanical body lotion. Exactly what are you doing? And how does that play into the skinny girl brand? The skinny girl brand makes sense because she was selling a low-calorie margarita that tasted good and, and was she fun. was skinny. And she was skinny and living thin naturally, whatever the fuck was the name of her first book. Quote, unquote, And naturally. that made sense. And then she started expanding the line and it was like skinny girl um breakfast bars totally makes sense skinny girl candy totally makes sense skinny girl deli meats fine i don't know why i would want to eat that but like let's call it a day skinny girl apparel when it comes to t-shirts saying i know it all of course absolutely super fun skinny everybody got a merch everybody's got a zazzle we get it (laughs) skinny girl um whatever we're now at like skinny girl ottomans skinny girl line of electronics it then becomes a point where it's like bethany you're famous we know who you are skinny girl isn't going anywhere but you're super diluting the product by focusing on a name that already has enormous brand recognition and how is she not hurting the company by coming out with this stuff and i genuinely think the idea of giving a child skinny girl anything Our society is problematic enough and there have been rumors about like how Bethany stays that thin or how she has in the past. And I don't know how much of that I buy into, but it just feels like such harmful branding, marketing, distribution to try to get parents to buy products to give to their child that's saying to the kid, this is the goal. I it drives me but the thing is, here's what makes bonkers. me mad. Is she smarter than this? I know that she is. We can joke around about her being whatever, but she is a very intelligent person who, if you is. had a conversation with her where you pointed this out, her response would be, well, we already built up this brand and like we have all these legal things about just call the jeans the BF gene and be like, they're your best friend. They're the best friend for your booty. Oh, that's super cute. Like, like and then be no, like, super it's, for, it's for Bethany Frankel. It's for best friend. It's for getting you a boyfriend, girl. They're the BF gene. Whatever fucking bullshit. Throw your face on it. Sell it next to a bottle of Skinny Girl stuff. We'll get the branding. And that's that. You do two episodes of one of the highest rated reality shows on one of the highest rated reality networks and all of America, your whole core audience will know the brand. It's just so silly at this point. And to to stay on that hill, again, it makes her look so much worse than the situation actually is. Like, if she wants to do a line of jeans, that's fine. You want to do a line of botanical skin lotion, that's fine. There's no big deal there. The big deal is that you're throwing skinny as a word on and a children's product. It does not Don't work. act like you don't know that that's bad. Fat children matter. <laughs> 
and they deserve, also who wants deserve, the word skinny in their skin product deserve, i don't want thin skin <laughs> they deserve to have clean hands okay <laughs> buy them bed bath and beyond go to bath and body works which fat is children need all- <laughs> more sunblock than thin children they're your core market yeah the other part of that is like having a thin like body lotion which for people her age that's the last thing you need like you, don't you need want Sharon easy filler and plumping whatever and whatever Carol is doing to her face now that she's out of good summers it's like every product I put on my face says like we'll create collagen and fat pockets <laughs> we'll plump you up you will look like a thumb and that is the way it should be so anyway I'm mm. um, 100% a word this this week goes to Bethany Frankel um, <laughs> telling fat children they don't matter um, kudos to her kudos okay so we have to talk about the other big news yes. this week yes, um is. So there's so much to say. First off, just I just have to reference the fact that, you know, bucket list moment, went to watch what happens on Monday with OG of the AG, Damian Bellino, uh, on Sunday. It was magical. They gave us a list of shows to choose from. So we had LVP, the show that we actually went to, which was um, Shamari and, um, oh my God, I almost called her Belle Biv DeVoe. Um, uh, <laughs> what's the name of the stylist who is super great? Um, Bev Smith, Bev, Bev, Bevy Smith, Bevy, Bevy Smith. And the other option was going to, um, Megan McCain and Danielle Staub, which can you imagine forced clapping? Can you imagine me be, I would have walked out. I would have been retching by Megan McCain. I, and I have heard from your listeners that they don't want to hear about politics, but (laughs) Even if you're a conservative, she's objectively a terrible person who is she a nightmare seems to like listen a to. Nightmare to work she with. She talks in this way where she's like, "Just a you know, actually, Trump meant to hit a child because it's good to hit kids. It's like, no, 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 Megan. She's a lot. She's a worst. She's, she's a worst. So we initially picked LVP, and they said that LVP was no longer available. So we went to Bevy Smith and Shamari. Bevy Smith is fucking wonderful. Shamari was also there. She was present. She looked great, which is apparently the number one job she has is to like pull herself together. Um, but it was amazing. But during commercial breaks, so we were second row. We were behind. They have those two like important red seats. We were directly mm-hmm. behind them. So we had like the second best seats in the house. No big deal. And there's like 32 people or 36 people allowed in the room. It's teeny tiny. It's magical. It's everything. I like had an orgasm over seeing the blue bunny. It was magical. So during the commercial breaks, Andy like sort of you know, jumps over to us and is like, does anybody have any questions? Like he usually, and we've all been to those tapings in New York and late show, whatever. Um, usually the host or um, consistently the host will have like a formal Q&A or they'll do something either before recording or after. He didn't actually do that. So he like sort of came out, waved. They started the show very soon after. And then during commercial breaks, he was like, anybody have a question? Now, here's my problem when you say that to Sarah Galley, does anybody have a question for Andy Cohen? I do not have a question for Andy Cohen that can be resolved in the span of a commercial break. <laughs> so I actually did not say anything. He was like literally two inches away from me and I did not say anything. I think I elbowed Damien who, who said, um, is Jill going to be a full-time housewife? Andy didn't, I'm quoting, didn't hear, I think maybe, but he didn't respond to it. And I was like, oh, that's a very good question. And you know, if I had six or eight hours with him, that would be one of 90 that I would ask the probably like among the first so commercial he answers something else I don't even remember commercial break ends and then I'm waiting I'm like a dog in heat like I am (laughs) waiting 
for the moment when he comes back over. So he comes back over the second commercial break. He's like, anybody have any others? And I look at him dead on. And I'm like, when is Jill Zarin coming back full time? And he goes, oh, and I was like, is that a possibility? And he's and I like nailed into him. I took up the entire commercial break and I was like on a roll. And I was like, he did it. And he's like, maybe it could happen, which is the closest that anyone has ever come to him saying it could happen. He's like, it's possible. And I looked at him. I was like, OK, so here I totally hear you. And you're like part two. <laughs> I was like, I just want to let you know that I was like at the Jill Zarin luxury lunch over the summer. And I talked to her and she said she hadn't heard from you guys about it. And <laughs> you're trying to be the middleman. You're like, you're like, get the paperwork out. Let's do some negotiations and salary. I was literally like, I brought a contract with me. I just you're like, I happen to have an apple that you could give to her. If Waka signs in your stead, there is no problem. So and he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, she just she seems like really interested in it. And then I realized while saying these words out loud, am I actually helping or hurting the chances of Jill Zarin coming back? Because I make her sound desperate, which she is. And that's one of the many reasons I love her. So he looks and he's like, oh, I guess maybe not. And he changed <gasps> his no. answer. And then Damien and I, I was just like. You I dropped your apple to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> I was mid chewing that apple and then I started to choke. I was overwhelmed with passion and a small amount of fury at myself because I'm like, did I just fuck this up? So Jill. <laughs> <laughs> a love letter to Jill Zarin. If anything happens, it's because of me. If anything <laughs> happens, happens. I had Andy it's not once my ask fault. me if a housewife should come back to a show, and um, which tell us the franchise. You don't have to tell us. Oh, say and you you can guess Vicky. which house. No, if, if a, no, if a former housewife should make her return, Gretchen. No. <laughs> Wait, Gina Keough? Li- I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to dox Andy. I don't. I would like Andy to continue to Wait, vaguely know who I am and be nice who, to me. I mean, Slate Smiley. Are we like considering him a housewife at this point? She who? lives in a house that is so much house. That's all we're gonna say. Oh, Dubrow. And so he said, you know, should this person come back? And we had like a two second conversation, and I could see this was truly like his decision, and he was gonna make it on the toilet later, <laughs> knowing that that's and like he was doing a formal straw poll. I and what knowing did you say? that that's what goes. I was like, yes. <laughs> when did he ask you? Recently? Um, no, this is like a year ago. Because she should come back and Vicky wants her to come back because know they know that the franchise is dying. And for whatever reason, Andy has this thing where he's like super loyal. And I love that, except when it harms the show and series that I yeah. love so dearly. So if he wants to keep the cast as is, I don't think he has an option but to bring back Heather. And you know Kelly and Kelly has to come back. They need they need to give her a wheelbarrow of cash. And you know that. Kelly's gonna get into it with everybody and this is all alleged Andy don't hate me um yeah Andy I'm so sorry (laughs) and what I was trying to say was like you're not doing your job if Jill isn't back so if there's a polite and respectful way to say that (laughs) she needs to be back full time because this whole every time I see Barbara Kay on an Instagram photo with like Luann or Ramona or whomever I'm not buying it yet it's she's too jersey Here's what's I think gonna happen. I think Barbara Kay is gonna be like Jennifer season four. Do you mm-hmm. remember Jennifer the party planner who like yep. planned an ice skating party? And it was announced that she was joining in a similar announcement to what happened with Barbara Kay, and then they realized that she fizzled, she had nothing. Like she technically she was hosted like a party. in the background of an she Alex. She was in the fight. background and she was there and they knew enough to hug her and say hello, but she wasn't contributing anything. And I think that is what's gonna happen with Barbara Kay. I could be wrong, I would love to be wrong, but I think Barbara Kay is there as a genuine friend to the these women but isn't 
she doesn't they don't the problem with Barbara Kay is I don't think anybody dislikes Barbara Kay yeah. like I think she was actually friends with these people which is why she sued Bravo when they used audio in that and that does conversation not speak well to what she's going to bring to the show because I need you to be balls out just saying stuff there should be no lawsuits because you accidentally got well, taped at that point I think she was genuinely afraid that Luann would never talk to her again mm-hmm. and wanted to make clear that this wasn't her choice and she genuinely didn't know she was being recorded but that being said what does that mean for you bringing it I think you're going to be too afraid of like, soiling had, your friendship who has had close friends say much worse things to her oh my god <laughs> and god bless I can't my my favorite franchise can we talk about the other Jill Zarin news before we get into anything else yeah so guys watch what happens magical um Jill Zarin posted a trailer of another television performance Mm. appearance no it's more of a performance that she's making this season on your favorite person's the hollywood medium the hollywood medium with tyler henry where i assume tyler's gonna draw out a picture of bobby zarin and everyone's gonna cry i mean he's gonna be like oh he's so nice it's me i am channeling in to say what's up babe Like there's a car outside with a bow on it. Um, I, I, I don't love it. I would love it less. I would no. I would be okay with it more if Bobby hadn't just died. And I knew that. I know that's like how she was pitched for the show. Like I have a dead husband. It just happened. Have me on. Like when oh, was that actually filmed? How soon after? I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't know. Here's, I don't know here, how I here's feel. Here's a little tea on Tyler I don't love it. I spent a year investigating Tyler Yeah, Henry. you have a great video and article. Was it for the outline? Who mm-hmm. was it for? It's, I highly encourage that you, everyone read it because it's really, really good. Even if you hate me and you, and you hate Tyler Henry and you hate reality TV, which no, then why a, are you listening really to this? It's a really good read. Go find it because that is maybe the thing I'm the most proud of that I've ever done. I spent a long time figuring out how he does his fake psychic stuff and how he came up how he learned all these tricks and how the show is completely engineered and fake and I interviewed him in person I got an early review copy of his book I like talked to his team I I spoke to several like quote-unquote paranormal investigators a lot of like skeptic societies and um I need to reread that article his whole show is super fake um and he is a giant fraud and uh, he has these celebrities on and he pretends that he doesn't know who they are and he clearly knows who they are. These are clearly prepped interviews that he's been fed information. He's Googled them. And it bothered me when Carol went on and it's going to bother me even more because Carol exploiting like the death of close friends and her husband, uh, uh, not exploiting, but um, being very open in her monetization of those things in her career uh, bothered me less because those things are long gone and they are of genuine public interest and stuff like that. And I just think it's real quick for Jill to be back on TV doing this. I'm not, I don't, I'm not faulting her for going to a psychic. I don't fault anyone in the story. I go to great pains to explain why people go to psychics and that it's not. I would love to go to a psychic. They're so expensive in New York, but well, I would like, uh, love, the good ones are, but like, yeah. I would love to go to one. I mean, it's an interesting experience. Uh, the, I've never the been. The show doesn't say anything on it, but uh, doesn't say this and it should, but they're for entertainment purposes only. Uh, there are psychics that have fleeced people for $50,000 because they're giving them, they're helping them right. talk to quote unquote, their dead children. Right. Like they're the, the, m- most psychics are in a business where 
you they they some of them genuinely believe that they speak to the dead but at the end of the day they're charging you hundreds of dollars for the privilege of speaking to someone who's dead and if you had that magical ability not only would you be the greatest discovery of science ever you would be bigger than fire or the wheel um you also would feel a public service to do this off of television for people that really need it but don't you feel like a couple seasons ago when they went to Queens and had that like psychic who read their tea leaves or whatever, the Turkish woman or whatever the fuck she was from. I genuinely believe that she had gifts. I've actually looked into going to her, but it's a million dollars now. I don't, her, her website's all advertising that she was on. I, I think New York there Housewives. are lots of things in the universe we don't understand. And some people are super empathic and, 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 yeah. and some people can really read people in their situation and those people should go get therapy degrees. I don't buy into um, any psychic, let alone a psychic, if a psychic is charging you more than $20, um, go to a play because you're going to see a performance by a really great performer, but it, I don't put stock in any of that. And it upsets me because I do, I partially think Jill is doing something that I think is kind of a little bit in bad taste. Um, I love Bobby and I, I support whatever choice she wants to do. For me personally, if a family member passed away, I wouldn't go on television about it, but that's Jill's a different person and She's I'm not judging her. She's a different person. That's how she lives her life. What bothers, and I love Jill, what bothers, I'm just saying from my perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. and I don't know that I want to watch it, but yeah. what really bothers me oh, is totally Tyler capitalizing on it right Tyler who has told Michael Sam whose brother went missing in the 90s that he's probably still alive that kind of ugly stuff where Tyler has said in the news several times that it's his dream to help um, parents whose children have committed suicide get resolution with their children's death and their whatever trauma like that stuff he is exploiting someone who is in a specific situation where she's trying to deal with this group publicly because that's how she deals with things it's not what I would do but I don't judge her what I judge is that he is stepping in and then using her and doing something that I think he knows is probably in sort of bad taste and trying to do it in a way that's like I've decided I'm going to help. You're welcome. I'm here to help you by having you on my television show where your entire relationship has been documented and I've seen it all. And I'm just going to repeat facts from that. And what a good person I am. I, I, Tyler is terrible. Uh, When I interviewed him, he was, um, he was a complete fraud and a, and a, and a con artist in our entire conversation. He danced around the truth in such ridiculous ways. Um, under his pound of makeup. And I say that as a man who loves a full beat. Um, it just, the, his entire, um, he told us that Hillary was going to win the election. <laughs> like, well, I mean, everyone <laughs> told us that Hillary was going to win the but election. But where are your psychic powers when we need them, buddy? But that's the thing with psychics is that I don't know how much of it is actually, you know, telling us the future as much as it is. He claims he can tell the future. He can do body reads. And Chris Jenner said what on his show reads? that she doesn't need to go to a doctor anymore because she has him as a psychic. Oh, that's a body scary. read is where I look at you and I tell you if you have cancer or diabetes because I could just feel it. Tyler, he is my a monster and I, I want him. Tell me I'm going to be okay. I want you to get a job. Stay away from her. You stay away from Jill Zarin. Well, I hope that her family supports this. I know that Bobby supports it. And honestly, that's the only person that matters. Yeah. You know that he just wants her to be happy and she's happy when she's on TV. So God bless. Yeah. So she's going to. And again, I'm not judging how anybody goes through their grief or whatever. I just think it's in very poor taste for him to, uh, to, to, to do this. I, he's such an asshole. I hate him so much. Awesome. So everybody tune in. (laughs) Make sure his readings are great. Speaking of terrible people, um, we need to talk about another premiere that happened this week of apparently hey guys, it's me, Lindsay Lohan, <laughs> apparently an extension series to Vanderpump rules because her marketing strategy, her team is just telling her, say Lisa Vanderpump as often as possible in every single one of your interviews. And it's not that it's going to come true, but at least we'll get some attention and maybe some buzz. 
I did not want to watch the premiere episode of Lindsay Lohan Circle Jerk or whatever. <laughs> I called it Lindsay Lohan Greek Salad on Insta. <laughs> I don't. I have quasi recently rewatched Lindsay's entire own series. Masterpiece television. Which is so upset. It is upsetting to me. Speaking of people that need attention, it is upsetting to me that we continue to like reward her and let her think that she is still a star because of moves she made when she was like 10 to 14. I don't think she, she in another time me. she would be Kim Richards, which is far more respectable and interesting. Oh, <gasps> the power just go out. What? Um, that guys. was Tyler's psychic powers. <gasps> ah! When I said that, when I said that. Okay, hold on. We're going to stop for a second. We're going to stop for a second. Guys. You guys. No. Guys. Okay, you guys. Guys. So, <laughs> guys. guys. We're going to post on Instagram some photos of what just happened. So we started talking about Lindsay Lohan, obviously having finished talking about... Um, uh, fucking Tyler Henry and apparently Tyler Henry is real Ryan and you should delete that article because a circuit blew out in my living room it like flickered a couple times that has never happened and we started the show by talking about the fact that I've lived here for 700 years we tried to reset the fuses like there is a curse now placed on this apartment that I I inadvertently caused because I talked about a witch so can someone <laughs> text Tyler Henry and tell him to tell Bobby Zarin who I voted for for governor so he should <laughs> know how to change these things to figure out how to adjust the circuit breaker I, I bring know. an energy to this pod that that causes people to die and lights is, to go out. Oh my God. That's, that's right. I cannot believe that just happened, but like you guys, maybe psychics are real. <laughs> I think that's the lesson. I'm not retracting this. my statements, but I am going to spin around three times with their salt around my apartment. Oh my God. I can't believe that happened. So we were about to talk about, um, Lindsay Lohan comparing herself to LVP in a desperate attempt to seek, credibility i would say and maybe she, i think class. she wants it's definitely class i also think she wants to be seen as like a lady boss yeah and in her mind like lisa vanderpump is the ultimate boss i which, love it have you seen the show right and i love <laughs> that she keeps on her premiere episode which i watched while nauseated she keeps referencing the lohan brand that they mm-hmm. don't want anything to harm the lohan brand i'm like sweetie the person that's <laughs> like harming the lohan children. brand is Lindsay fucking lohan she and tried also, to kidnap syrian children Three months ago. How does she have? Totally true. How does she have the the who's who's actually paying for these beach clubs? Is it the is it her like friend accessory yacht friend people are doing it? Is it the Pascal guy? No, Pascal or Pasco or or, or whatever the fuck his name is. Pico Paco. Or is it? some the, prince in Saudi Arabia. That's who it definitely is. Um, what the low, how the Lohan business is currently working is the same as how Trump businesses are currently working, which is it's a licensing deal for the name and to be associated with the brand. But she doesn't. I don't think she actually owns the beach. She doesn't own the club. Right. Because that would make the, no sense. No, she doesn't own. She's not that island she's building. It's a brand deal where they said to Lindsay Lohan, "Can we call it Lindsay Lohan Island?" You can say that you have this like two percent stake in it or whatever, and then we'll pay for everything. As long as we can use your name to get attention. And that's how the Trump businesses work. Like, he doesn't own all of those buildings that say, like, Trump Tower or whatever. Like, a bunch of other people own it, and they own the rights to the name for it. So when he w- was doing, like, a lot of racist and problematic stuff in the right to the election, the they removed the name, and they just cut that branding deal. 
So that's how those like businesses are currently working. She has a lot of like vague friends in yachts when she was working for a yacht company. And I do think that some of those like shady men are the ones who are extending all of this for her. Um, I, so I watched and complained the, uh, uh, the entire time I was like technically watching Lindsay's show and then it was announced that the show that was supposed to happen with Megan McCain and Danielle Staub was now going to happen with Danielle Staub and Lindsay Lohan. So thought bubble, thank God I wasn't there for that because that would have been a nightmare for me because I cannot control like my face and emotion. And I just would have felt like cheering and celebrating these horrible people would have been a bridge too far. Um, but then I watched the watch what happens, obviously not live. Um, and oh, you didn't? Because I was there with bells on. <laughs> no, I can't. It would have been. I would have been too stressed out because I like hate them both so much. Lindsay apparently either truly does watch New Jersey or is a person with eyes because the shade that she was throwing Danielle Staub the entire time was. Um, it's her best work. When Andy asked, how long have you known Dita Lohan? And Danielle Staub with like 15, 20, 25, 40, 100 years. And Lindsay goes, I didn't know that. And then she goes, your mom said you could visit. I could visit you in Dubai. And Lindsay's eyes literally fell out of her face. She was like, oh. For the third time. Did she? It was insane. So, guys, if you are a fan of them, which is impossible, or just like quality TV, it was kind of batshit banana banana grams. It was the yeah. whole time, and Daniel Straub was like they, desperately, by the way, searching for camaraderie. They have been working in earnest to meet in the middle age appearance wise. <laughs> they look yeah, no, to be seriously. about the exact same age. Her face, Daniel's face, didn't move. She was wearing this strange dress. She just had the nerves removed. She was like, "Botox is too regular. I have to keep going in to chop them out." It didn't make any sense. She said something about the divorce with Marty and was like. At this stage in the public forum, we We're need trying to, to protect the conversation which by means, being on a live talk show after my reality show. Which means she understands how unfucking believably crazy she seems and is trying <laughs> to like appear to be a woman of class and elegance. Which I like that she put on a black dress and she's like class activated. Yes. Just like Lindsay <laughs> was like, me. I'll mention Lisa Vanderpump two times and I will be a classy, uh, aspirational figure in the American media. It was shocking to me. It was shocking to me, but not quite as shocking as something that I saw on Instagram. I want to say yesterday. Um, let me pull up a photo of it. While you do that, I just want to tell the listener that Look at all on the Lindsay- photos I have of Bethany oh in a bathtub that I saved as screenshots. <laughs> on the Lindsay Lohan Beach Club, um, she spends the first episode in a cast because she broke her ankle air gliding. So if that, if that doesn't set the tone for what we're watching. Can't do it. Worst show ever. I genuinely don't think I'm going to watch any more of that show. It was oh, so Oh, I'm going to watch every episode. It it's was, really bad. It's really bad. And also these the staff, like no one has a story. These people aren't interesting. Vanderpump Rules is interesting because this is a group of friends that have been good friends and crazy for a number of years. This show is like you take random Americans to Greece, tell them they can't party, but encouraging them to drink and pretend that they're ambassadors to a I beach. Mean, co- I don't it, even understand it. It's grooming for a high class escort service is essentially what we're watching them learn how to do because they're being told, like, give VIPs whatever they want. If they want to make out, right. they make out. You want to drink with them? You want to drink with them? You He's like, show your body. I'm not telling you to fuck her, but like. Get her to stick spend your money. dick inside of her, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And get a 20% tip. Um, or 20% of the tip. Okay, so 
Vanderpump Rules happened this week. I've rewatched it again this morning. I am overwhelmed with hate for James Kennedy and the James Kennedy um, empire. The James Kennedy experience. The James Kennedy experience. His mother, Jacqueline Giorgio, posted a handwritten letter. So I guess she knows how to read. So kudos to her. Um, In response to what was a cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs appearance on Pump Rolls this week, where she was essentially both James's mom and Raquel. It's like, what's the word beyond enabling where they're like, he wouldn't be like this if you didn't provoke him. If you didn't provoke him. He doesn't have an alcohol problem. He just has a problem with alcohol. He didn't call Katie fat. He just said that she needed to lose weight because she looked really bad because she looks overweight. But he didn't use the word fat. (laughs) So I think he was complimenting her appearance. And here's the thing. If, 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 if if James does something bad when he's drinking and 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 he says some horrible things and he hurts a woman, like sometimes you have to step back and say, like, was that woman there? Right. You know, like was <laughs> did was she in front of him? Because that's kind of her fault. It's, it's kind of Katie's fault for existing at her own job. I I hate them. I hate him. I hate that he is a, similar to other people in the Bravo universe, just a constant victim who nothing bad happens to him. Bad things happen. Nothing. He doesn't do anything bad. Bad things happen to him and he has no choice but to respond. And it's like, sweetie, if he is relatively decent sober and a fucking maniac drunk, then there is a problem with him sober because he doesn't feel comfortable or safe letting out his true personality until he's loaded. And that is problematic. Like he is an alcoholic, but being an alcoholic isn't the end of the story. Um, So you guys denying the fact that he's an alcoholic because you don't like the label or because it runs in the family and you know what that means is problematic. But also he is troubled. It is I a mean, trouble. He should not be 26 years old and supporting his entire family. Three things. One, the mom saying you're his mother figure to Lisa was the darkest shit I've ever yeah, seen that in my was fucking awful. life. Two, um, they go to lunch together with the family and he says, I've been sober for four days. Well, sober. <laughs> Laughing. The mom is actually nine months into her sobriety journey or whatever, like going to meetings. Yeah. And they keep joking about him, quote unquote, being sober. It's like, are we going to have a real conversation about what alcoholism looks like? Because you are, first of all, you haven't been sober for four days. You haven't drank in four days. I've been sober for four days. Like, because I didn't have a glass of wine. Oh, like, that's a really good point. Very weird. And then three, and, and I think the darkest thing is that he is supporting his whole family at 26 or 27 or whatever he is. And so we're being told like he's become this person who's able to do this. this okay. Point. Another point the mom makes is, but he's 26. He's just a kid. Right. So you're willing to have him support you, the brother, the dad, who's now living with that weird guy that he Paul. was living with, Paul, uh, going to Paul. strange dinners Paul. with Paul. <laughs> um, you're willing to have him pay for all of that, but you also, on the flip side, want to defend him as being a, a child. child. I know. It's so bad. So she took to Instagram and wrote- Not her child, though. Lisa's child, because yeah. that's his mother figure. I mean, if only. Okay. So she wrote a um, letter uh, that she hosted to Instagram to whom it may concern which is this is the most mom like thing she's done on the show yet yeah sure why not um to whom it may concern when I filmed with Lisa I had no idea what had happened regarding my son being fired I watch Vanderpump Rules episodes as they air like everyone else and in my opinion James should never have been fired facts James never used the word quote unquote fat nor did he speak to Katie first she commented on his shorts and James then responded let's not claim to be a feminist then play a victim okay sidebar 
I don't understand that last sentence. I don't understand. Let's point. Let's not claim. So you can't be a victim and a feminist. Being a feminist, (sighs) just to remind everybody, including Lala, being a feminist means believing that men and women are equal. That's it. You can be a shitty person and a feminist. You can be a selfish person. And you can have you can have a variety of opinions about how they should be equal and the methods to get there and what that means. And feminist is not like I'm important and I own 51% of this company. My name is Miranda Priestley and I'm a cool bitch. Like that is not what feminism right. is. Okay. Continuing on her next point. Kristen's- feminism is everyone must like me all the time because I'm a woman. Oh my God. If only starting now iTunes reviews you guys. Okay. Kristen slash hope James was working. Is there a reason for condoning this in the workplace? Oh, I see what she's saying because Kristen was talking about talking to hope. Sure. They're filming a reality show, but anyway, harassment, single white female style, not forgetting Miss. How do you pronounce Kristen's last name? Dodie. Oh, I, I was going to call her Dute. Oh, my God. <laughs> I say I say Dodie's last name a thousand times a day because sometimes something will happen in front of me on the street. Just a big mess. And someone's like, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'll just under my breath be like, Dodie. <laughs> right. Not forgetting Ms. Dodie repeatedly beat the shit out of my son on previous episodes. Is this not considered abuse and battery or is it because he is male? He should take take it. Hypocrisy, double standards. Next point. Mother figure. Anyone with half a brain should know what I meant. I what? mean, what did you mean? She meant mother figure. We we <laughs> have whole brains. We have three quarters of a we brain. We also have we a video of you saying it in context. Um, so. Next point. Raquel constantly being verbally abused. Yes. By, by your James. Son. <laughs> by your son. Women are coming to her. And Stassi, one of her best. Stassi, the hero of Vanderpump Rules. Stassi comes to her and says, I under, or maybe she said it in confessionals, but the intent was there. I understand what you are going through. I went through this several times in my life. By telling this woman that she's in a troubled relationship isn't being a bad person. That's actually just being a person in this world with empathy. Okay. By by the way, also she says in there, is this behavior acceptable in the workplace? Is being a coked up drunk person screaming that your coworkers are fat and look ugly acceptable behavior in a workplace? That's enough to get you fired. I've never been drunk at work. And in a workplace meeting, filming a reality show. So you don't want to open that door, sweetie, because you don't want to start saying that it's not fair because... or it's too cruel or it's um, uh, out of character or unacceptable because then there's no chance that he's going to continue to film the show. Um, Raquel constantly being verbally abused. So all of you judges and jurors, okay, before you speak and give your opinion, unless you are living your best Oprah life, then S-Y-M-F-M, Jacqueline Giorgio slash mother. I love that she signs off mother because she needs to remind herself. Wait, what is S-Y-M-F-M? Shut your mouth. Shut your motherfucking or shut your shut mouth. Shut your motherfucking mouth. mouth. Yeah, shut yeah. your motherfucking mouth. Okay, cool. So um, class with a countess style. Jacqueline has Oprah some wants these people to leave her alone so bad. She's getting texts from Lindsay on the hour. And she's she like, just wants to be left ask alone. Ask me again in a month. When someone <laughs> says ask me again in a month, what they're telling you is to shut your fucking mouth. Lose my number, you fucking crazy person. Also, I know I'm jumping around, but Lindsay said on her on her after show or on Watch Heaven's Live, I forget, it's all a blur. Oh, just I don't like it is for her. I couldn't do it. She says that Lin- uh, Oprah specifically told her, do not go to Mykonos, do not start a new business, do not do a reality show. She did yep, all this thing. Anyway, that sounds about right. His mother is. Um, um, obviously sick and has not been a good parent. Like, like, I don't think that's a controversial thing to say or even judgmental. She is, uh, she's going through addiction issues. Um, 
they the parents split up and he's talked several times about how it affected him emotionally and how he's still dealing with the fallout from that so maybe less is more if you go on his reality show and you look a mess let's not get on instagram with our handwritten note like less is more let the float into the background and let james figure himself out and call him on your own time this whole like defending him on instagram is so messy and unnecessary and like and and him <sighs> tweeting and saying that what did he fucking he like dead dad shamed people and he was like the only reason that they're getting i'm gonna totally butcher this i don't remember if this is correct but something like the only reason they're getting a good edit is because they were dead dads or like that's what they're focused on and then he did this bullshit apology like well after the fact because bravo forced him it's just not i don't feel great watching him on tv i understand where he why he was on tv i think his first season or two it was interesting because it was when he was dating Kristen and he was obviously just so happy to be on camera and she hadn't realized it yet that I'm fine with. But I just think all of this is so gross and I see. I I find, I I do find it fascinating. I am like enjoying watching all of this. There's something to talk about, but I do think, um, Raquel needs to just say, yeah, he cheats on me. I'm fine with it. That's what she needs to say because the subtext of what she's saying is like, yeah, he, obviously he gets drunk and cheats on me we're dealing with it like she's dumb she's She's so so dumb dumb. she She doesn't have enough ice cream scoops to not watch Winnie the Pooh she tells these women at the shared birthday party that how dare they because they don't want the best for him why on earth would you think that they want the best for him why 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 and she's like he's laced to me a lot of the time sweetie a lot of the time isn't enough time there needs to be more time of him being respectful and accountable for how he treats you saying a lot of the time is not sweetie that's not enough and i love that she like was late to the party because she was at like a tapania whatever that canyon mall opening not drunk um he is always drunk It's not good, guys. It's not good. It's dark days. It's this season of Vanderpump Rules. I'm sorry. I know you love it and like you live for it, but I, I feel like it's. I will it's in a, say it's in a dark spiral that is slightly is, not entertaining. It is not fun. Dark. It has gotten to a point where it's like I don't think it's as fun darkness as like like Dodie fighting with someone and flying in a relative or whatever. That's like fun dark. Like right. the stakes are not so. No, this, this is, is Taylor Armstrong in a bathtub in Aspen looking like she hasn't eaten in years crying. This like this is, is, not is real darkness. And I also think on what isn't that dark is getting more and more scripted. So yeah. you're thrown between these segments where it's Stasi playing VR, which like extremely my shit. Like Stasi, <laughs> if you ever want to do like Tetris attack or something like I am. <laughs> fucking down to clown let's do this surgeon simulator psvr honey but to go from that over to like james's mom being like you've been not drinking for four days i'm so proud of you oh uh, just make sure you don't yell at raquel like that like creaky scared addict stuff like it's too real it's really dark and scary and i genuinely worry about james's life because he is so out of control he could just walk in front of a car he's out of control we are now in a place where it's very much out of control and then the conversation somehow becomes well i don't know if we should fire him because uh you know it's see you next tuesday is very popular it's like he is so beyond help make another event what are we even talking about at this point there's a discussion about firing and he's back right he's back back in business for next week or some sort of staff meeting where they talk about it so they have something to film i think it's obnoxious it's super weird and gross and i think there's a difference between how jacks behaved and why he was rightly fired and how james behaved and if i was there is a difference but i will say Brittany being like i wouldn't stand for that (laughs) you stood for a lot yeah (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, that diamond is gorgeous. Yeah. Is I that think woman it's... dead yet? That woman that your boyfriend fucked <laughs> oh, no. in front oh, of no. next to Faith, that elderly woman. Oy. Oh, that was historic. Okay. So, um, also, um, speaking of shows that aren't Housewives, we should just talk for two seconds about Housewives. This week's Satchel of Gold um, comes from Dean from Dallas. Um, hi, Sarah. I love the podcast. Five stars on iTunes. Dean, I. I really hope that's great literal. job, Dean. <laughs> great great job. job. Sidebar before I get to this week's special of gold. Guys, I don't know how to say this, but I'm reading a lot of Roxanne Gay. Um, I don't need your feedback on how to produce the show. So if you continue to leave iTunes reviews where you get five stars, so you've, you're almost there. But then you say, here's who I think or the kind of person um, that you should have as a guest on your show super unnecessary if you feel like you would like to produce andy's girls and somehow pay me for that honor then we can have a conversation but as of right now (laughs) i would rather the comments go back to calling me an insufferable moron telling you i would not how to produce the show and i know that the whomever left that review and there have actually been a couple meant it like in in um in in good spirit and i appreciate that but you know I mean, DM your me. biggest fans are the people who have fantasies about what they want you to do. Yeah, so that's I, super sweet. But the sweet. R- reviews is not just not the place. Yeah, just tell me yeah. how great I am and rate it five stars, and I'll give you a shout out on the show. That's yeah, how DM. It is. Then we can have a one-on-one. DM me if you have thoughts and feelings. But overall, I am a big fan of praise. <laughs> Straight <laughs> up. Okay, um, it's back to Dean from Dallas. Hi, Sarah. I love the podcast. Five stars on iTunes. Dean, mazel. Writing in hoping you'll cover a topic on this week's show. Dean, we're almost there. Um, on this week's Real Hustlers of Atlanta, we need to speculate on why they didn't film Todd's birthday where the drama went down with Portia. With that much money that Candy clearly put into the party, sidebar from Sarah, she really did put a lot of money into Yeah, party. she did. I want to see what kind of food she was fucking serving. She, she had meant. those dancers. Oh my God, so good. It seems weird that they wouldn't film or did they f- dean is killing it with this question or did they film but aren't showing footage for some reason i can see bravo wanting to stay away from a love and hip-hop-esque storyline anyways just thought this was interesting have a great night dean you have a great night that is such a good question it is and a good something question. that i couldn't stop thinking about while watching atlanta We've got two options here. They didn't shoot it at Todd or somebody's request, which is should not be an option. Like we definitely yeah, it wasn't an option. No, it wasn't an option. Like you 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 go shoot the party. That's right. Um, or all the housewives are there in an expensive party for a lo- the longest running one of the longest running. And like nothing ever. is happening this season. They know that at that point in filming. Yeah, cool. Um, so there's that. Or whatever happened was so cut and dry that we wouldn't have been able to spin a drama out of it without the vagueness of the stories that are so conflicting. Yeah. And I do think if we had an easy answer, we would all say, well, this drama is ridiculous because we all saw what happened and they need to just be honest. Why are you fighting like this about it? And it would have been over and it would have been called a dud. If it's a vague who he said, she said scenario, it's a lot more intriguing to be like, I don't know if I'm team Portia or not. Yeah. It seems apparent. I, I did appreciate the, the little, um, pivot from like Portia saying I'm pregnant and them saying like oh it must have been the Hennessy um I think in my humble opinion which is the news and how the decree of how things must have gone down that Portia lost her shit in a jealous moment and got physical or was on the precipice of it getting really physical and her team knew to shut it down and obviously when your frenemy who has 
exhibited violent behavior, shows up at your party, you're going to have eyes on her. So it's yeah. not surprising that her team showed her the door. I think that's, I'm sure that was the right thing to do. But I think, I think that Portia's saying like, I'm pregnant. I wouldn't put my baby in danger is like, sweetie, I think you're the only person that really <laughs> thinks that. I don't think Dennis believes that. Yeah. I think that in a moment you weren't thinking about your baby or pregnancy. All you were thinking was like, blind rage here I come and uh, some some kind of shit went down do I think that you know Candy's friend who like fucked Dennis or whomever that person was um was trying to fuck with um Portia a little bit totally possible do I think that Dennis also enjoyed a little bit of a flirt as he seems to kind of be that guy totally possible but ultimately you know were the cameras there I mean probably did something happen in a way that, you know, it would have been too cut and dry possibly, or did, does Portia have the power to tell them not to show it? Unlikely. Uh, I don't know. I think Candy might or Nini might. Portia, I think has to roll with whatever bravos. I don't, it it, it is strange to me, Dean from Dallas. And I totally agree with you that it's, we need to see all this stuff. And I'm sick of uh, not having footage or having handy cam cell phone footage at any, on any franchise. Well, P.S. This happened. Done with this. This happened once before that the party outside the Christmas party with like the yep. same woman. They didn't actually show that during the episode. How did we even see it? It was, it was referenced, I think, after the Kenya Portia fight when they're like she's we been saw, violent like, the before. Tail end of her walking away, right? And then like some photos of the blogs. So I think there is history here that Portia has lost her mind and it hasn't made it to the episode. And yeah, I, I just saying this out loud. Yeah, I think it's entirely possible that they filmed it and realized that they would be up shit creek without a paddle if um, it was included in the app, either for reasons relating to plot or I don't think I don't know that it was necessarily a lawsuit. I don't know that Portia can sue herself for looking like a jackass on TV. But <laughs> I would love to see Portia versus Portia on Judge Judy. This bitch see. said this about me. <gasps> I did not. I can't. <laughs> just her walking back and forth between the two podiums. It's a lot. I just think it was. <laughs> I just think that, you know, some kind of shit went down and we definitely didn't see it. And there's a reason why not. And it's unfortunate because this this season is flat. I will say two things uh, about Atlanta. One, I've turned around on the hot dog company. I I think I want to eat those hot dogs. No, you don't. (laughs) That fucking chili. Her talking about the flavors of the hot dog that she wants to eat is a I don't want a chili hot dog. I don't want an Oreo hot dog. I don't just say this because I'm a vegetarian. It might be because she's so pretty. But when she bites into it, I'm like, yeah, I could eat that hot dog. (laughs) I am a vegetarian as well. Um, I can't. So that, and the other thing is, if Candy is going to be playing this long game with bringing Portia down for the shit that went down with Phaedra or whatever that season, and like if if Candy is going to be holding onto this grudge and collecting bones and slowly dropping bones around, I need Candy to apologize for continuing to work with R. Kelly and his management team. Um, Oh, does she? Yeah, she's done appearances with him. Um, She was touring with him last year um, and (gasps) liked an Instagram post that was like vaguely defending him. Recently? Yep. So if we're going to stay mad at Portia for being sucked into Phaedra's story or whatever, I think I'm going to need, and I'm a candy stan. I'm a candy cane. I'm going to need her to come out and say like, I'm sorry that I worked and continue to work with R. Kelly's management because Escape, I think, shares a management company. I'm going to need like a formal statement of you don't like him. Uh, That's not great. Yeah, it's not great. 
Oh, candy coated queen. I, uh, I'm going to need a little more from her on that. That um, actually reminds me of a question that I was asked. I love doing the Insta story things where I'm like, ask me anything because yeah. it like brings me so much joy. So one of the questions, order of who will be first full time first again. OK, order of who you think will be back on the show full time, not just a cameo, but full time cast member again. Jill, Danielle, Brandy, Phaedra. I went back and forth on this. I spent way too much time thinking about it. I um, added a little thing before I said my answer, which which is which was like this isn't based on who I think it will be. It's more based on like the reality of production. And I don't actually remember. I think I said Jill, then. Oh my god, I don't even remember what I said. I think I said Jill, then Phaedra, then Danielle, then Brandy. Because I don't think that I think that Kyle has so much power at this point that I don't think she would allow Brandy mm. to come back. Especially See, since I was going to say summer. Brandy, number one, but when you said Kyle, it's like, yeah, Kyle's not going to. Right, because LVP is gone. And yeah. Actually, if LVP was still there, it would definitely not happen. But I I don't, I think Brandy will continue making these dumb little cameos because people love her. It's fine. I think Jill first because she's the least, she's the easiest pill for production to swallow. I, I don't think Danielle is ever going to come back. And I think, no, that it's, I think that's for like legal insurance reasons. Like yeah, Danielle totally. is not, the production it's just not happening like there's just no avenue by which a television company is gonna allow danielle stop to be a full-time cast member um and nini's pushing phaedra i I, yes i do think we're still in a moment where i don't think phaedra coming back is gonna play very well like i think phaedra might be one of the people who needs to be punished the longest for whatever went down yeah it was really dark and i i don't i don't think bravo wants i think maybe she'll come back as a friend of but a full-time cast member i don't see that for phaedra the person who's coming back first and fastest is going to be kenya kenya will be back on that show holding her peach before before we even know what's happened i would love for that to happen i'm nervous that maybe they'll get used to not having her there but they must know that this isn't a great season yeah, how could they, they not know. know that they know this is not a good season no. shamari there's no reason for shamari to be there what is happening with shamari why are we spending so much time trying to make something out of nothing they are really trying to make that happen she's not quick she's not funny she's not interesting no um her husband has a weird face and i can't get over oh. it the, Hard to look at. The twins are there, and so kudos to her for being a mom, I guess. I don't know what to say. I, it's it's giving me nothing, and Marlo is not ever going to be a substitute for um, Kenya. They'll Mark. never give Marlo a peach. No, for the same reasons that they won't give Danielle one. Yeah. I hope that they won't. I think Bravo – here's my question if I was Danielle Staub. Why are you participating in this? Like, what is the point of – She can't help herself. She can't, and she wants it so bad. But production is, it's like, why buy the cow if you get the milk for free? Yeah. Danielle's a fucking cow. There's no reason for her to give her full time if she's willing to contribute in the way that she is. Yeah. And also, now that she's lost one of her only allies in a Margaret, what is the point of her to film? The only reason that Teresa and Melissa, quote unquote, like Danielle is to fuck with Jacqueline and to kind of like reset the game. Yeah. That is the only reason. They don't actually give a shit about her. No. Maybe they're casually friends now because they've like fallen into it and they know that they're almost untouchable at this point. So what wh- for what purpose should Danielle come back? If you're going to bring back an OG, bring back Caroline Manzo, which will never happen. That's what I was going to say. And Jacqueline is too, is working on her mental health and the autism popcorn that her husband makes and like good for her. Like Dina's in a tomb, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Dina's like... In LA getting robbed with her fiance. Like Dina 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 Dina, Dina. Dina not, and DeLuca, a new right. series starring Dino <laughs> It doesn't it doesn't make it, either Dina will do. It doesn't make sense for them to even consider bringing back Danielle full time. And 
you know, not all G's or OG's are created equal. And she is the most corrupt and evil and monstrous of them all. And we know that's why that's the only reason why she's like, my divorce is going private. Cause she saw the kind of response she was getting by making a lot of claims about Marty, who seems just like a genuinely dumb guy who probably has some sort of abuse issue. I think alcohol or something. Cause you when gotta, you gotta like, self-soothe that, that in some pussy way. Has him like all like, what did he say? Like he's all, He's uh he's like all blind to blind it. Blind to it. Yeah, whatever. It, it she truly worked some sexual spell on his stupid brain and yeah. he, he was She's done it before 19 <laughs> times, okay? This is not surprising. She's not a woman. What is she doing in the bedroom besides biting through her own tongue? I mean, what isn't she doing? What is she not doing? The fact that she has seemingly okay/normal kids is a shock to the system like anything else. If we want to talk about parenting on New Jersey, and apparently that's the hot topic of this season. Oh, parents or children, parents, husbands, houses, cars, they're all off limits. My hair, it's off limits. You're off limits. It's off limits. It is. Nothing is off limits. You're on a reality television show. The, um, about being a housewife, I a.k.a. Like housewife and mother. That Real Houses in New Jersey is also now 90 Day Fiance and like uh, a, a reality show, a documentary exposing the dangers of homelessness in the tri-state area. Um, Can I do one more Satchels of Gold? Yes. You guys, AGs, you gave me so much. Um, Okay, here's another Satchels of Gold that's Jersey specific. Hey there, listening to your podcast and I remembered something about New Jersey I wanted to ask you as a possible open-ended discussion for a podcast. It's open-ended discussion for like 30 seconds, but um, the Housewives Any Cast is always saying kids and husbands are off-limits. I feel strongly about this being bullshit. First, husbands are often in their own confessionals. Very good point. Yep. Second, if they are going to be mic'd up, then they can be discussed. Excellent point. Um, they become part of the show. You can't dismiss years ago when Melania trashed Melissa's singing. She was even encouraged by her parents. To not mention that she was in jail and her husband is in jail and possibly deported is truly the definition of ignoring the elephant in the room. Okay, should probably stop ranting to you. Ha ha. Have a great day. Um, shout out to Laura from Richmond, Virginia, home of Tinsley, as Laura uh. reminded me. Um, I think that is spot on. And it's, it's just not, they it's need not some, off limits. Nothing is off limits. It's not off limits. They inherently know that, but they need to come up with some sort of reason to be upset. I think like children's appearance or something inherent to the child and not about the parenting might be something where you're like, okay, cool it. But in general, everything that you present on that show, you've chosen to present on the show. That's, yeah. And if you are married and your spouse is coming to filming events and has a microphone on sure. and is doing confessionals where they recount what they saw yeah. and has signed a contract where you're both getting a paycheck, guess what? We get to say that uh, Jennifer's weird husband is weird yeah, and no, probably totally. cheating on her. I mean, it's <laughs> entirely possible, but then they know what they signed up for. You, it's They're just doing it to create conflict or to I mean, make conflict continue. If he's in a scene where he goes, yes, your friend who writes the, in the newspaper is correct. Uh, you are a terrible mother and uh, you don't listen to me and <laughs> this I is hate a lot. you. Like that, if he's going to do that as a scene, guess what? We get to turn around and be like, yeah, the article was about your parenting and he commented on it and we get to comment on his commenting. And he agreed, and, he agreed yeah. with Jackie. It was yeah. a nothing burger. That article, that by the so, way. It was so nothing. I read the article and I was like falling asleep during it. It was so stupid. But I, Jennifer's be only good joke so far, although I saw some scenes from next week that she looks like she's coming alive a little. But her only good thing I've seen so far is when she was like, you're not Carrie Bradshaw. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, what did she say? She was like, she's like, I couldn't help but wonder. <laughs> I was oh like, my oh, God. there's someone in there. There is someone in there. I appreciate it. She was also um, Instagramming with Teresa. They were like painting something somewhere in Jersey. So they're like continuing their little friendship. Listen, I think that's great. And guys, I know that so many of you love um, Jersey and I think that's wonderful. I just think it's really tired and dumb. And um, but I'll continue watching and recapping and maybe it'll turn around. I mean, I, I think that they made casting choices. Their casting choices on Jersey this season were stronger than Atlanta. So kudos to them for that. I just think that it's hard to judge Jersey versus other franchises because I think the other franchises are just operating at a different level. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's interesting to like hear. I mean, the whole purpose of Jersey is all about family. So you can't say like, don't talk about my family because that's the only reason that you're on TV. Um, oh, you guys saw the first season of your television right. show, right? Yeah. There were several. Okay. <laughs> One through six. Um, Joey Gorga, everyone. Um, I just think it's not, it's not great for me. I don't feel connected to it or interested in I it. I am way more on board than I have been for in a long time. Right. But the bar is so but low. The bar is I on agree the floor. with that. I'm way more in, I'm way more, um, I guess supportive of it than in years past, but the bar is so fucking low. And I, I mean, don't we went know to Turkey to with help. no fanfare. We were just suddenly in Turkey. Hey, we're in Turkey, oh and then we turned God. back around. It was like, is this is an international flight, right? Like we were just given nothing with it, no context. It was very weird. That oh, I will say, Melba toasts or Mulva, Mulva or whatever the name is of the fiance. Um. Oh, of Jennifer's brother's fiance? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's fascinating. We're going to get a lot out of her. She... I am praying for her, you guys. She probably <laughs> lives in Jersey now. They got married an hour after that huge engagement party that looked like a wedding, which is cultural, so, like, no problem. Yeah. Um, love it. Um, I Yeah, that's weird to me. There is a lot going on there. She said no to him for six years, and then when her, sister in, her future sister-in-law has a television show, she's going to do the engagement i was like hmm okay i guess we'll see where this goes also her brother is like so awkward which might be just uh being awkward on camera i'll give him a benefit of doubt but we all know that he's like awkward in life extremely awkward it's just and he's never been married he's 45 and like listen sarah galley this is your life like i'm sure (laughs) i mean let's be positive 20 more years (laughs) i just think i don't know i don't know what to think she I don't think it's fascinating things. and I think we're going to get a lot of her. You know that her entire life is going to be a nightmare because like Jennifer's never going to leave her alone. It's just going to be constantly asking her. Oh, you know what? That I'm actually kind of into. That'll be like a nice Teresa. Like it's um the way we were like, watch what happens. It's going to be, you hear about Melissa and Teresa being like weird frenemies right after Melissa got married. And now we get to watch it play out. I know. I'm really excited about it. So I will say that that is working out great for me. Um, I don't need any more fights about articles that are vaguely like my friend parents differently. I don't know if that's good or bad. Anyway, (laughs) I'm sorry. Was that an attack? Because if you want an attack, you could listen to this podcast. (laughs) It wasn't a great moment in a series of strange moments. But that's where we are with Jersey, you guys. That's where we are. Um, I feel like we've covered so much. Guys, everyone buy your fat kids um, thin moisturizer (laughs) for $700. Um. Did I give the 100% award? Yeah, I gave it to yeah. Bethany for um, telling people to have thin skin and especially also children. Kids. Especially kids. Um, Ryan Houlihan, such Hi. a pleasure. 
Um, if you I'm so ha- sorry. I had Tyler Henry curse your home. Yeah, I can't wait to walk into the darkness of my living room. I love that we continue <laughs> trying to record and then it kept happening. So Tyler Henry, if you're listening or like one of the ghosts who you'll hear from shortly, I would like to apologize on behalf of Andy's girls. And please don't um, <laughs> murder my apartment again. And Bobby's and also I stop love being you. a scam artist. Bye. Yeah. Okay, guys. Um, such a pleasure. If you haven't rated or reviewed Andy's girls, it takes three seconds to give five stars and a little kudos kudos to the show and if you have thoughts and feelings about the show dm me um instagram at team galley i do polls like a mofo throughout the week twitter at sarah galley would love to hear from you continue spreading the word die for all of you ryan houlihan you're at ryan houlihan on everything mm-hmm. he's in the middle of several amazing projects that we'll hear about um shortly <laughs> that are phenomenal guys um love you um say a hi to all the ghosts that tyler henry is doing shots with right now especially um, bobby especially bobby Zarin. i'm so sorry um i love you so much Okay, guys, such a fun, weird hour. I'm kicking with Ghost and also Ryan. We'll talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Woo-hoo.